the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Welcome to hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show, final hour of the week. Weekend beckons. I'm looking forward to it. I hope you are as well. We have been talking about the difference between inconvenience, risk, and threat. There is a difference. Getting someone in front of you in the express line at the grocery store with 15 items and only 10 are allowed, that's an inconvenience. It's not really a risk, certainly not a threat. But a lot of things in our society, the line is blurred. Omicron is an inconvenience. It's not really a threat. Not if you're not immunocompromised. But it is being used, portrayed, employed as both a risk and a threat. Chicago teachers not going to work. Here locally, we've got a bunch of schools out today. Not enough people. Got to quarantine them. Not enough bus drivers. And my guess is the next thing the teachers unions will do, because they're taking it in the shorts from everybody, even the Biden administration says Chicago teachers ought to be on the job teachers unions elsewhere they're not stupid they're just going to refuse to go in and probably it will be portrayed in some quarters as oh we don't have enough bus drivers oh we our teachers are sick they're sick they can't come to work they're sick not they don't want to come to work so i was referencing this in association with the comments by kirk herbstreet of espn a former Ohio State player, former resident of Columbus, about Ohio State players opting out of the Rose Bowl, just like those teachers in Chicago are opting out of going to work. They don't want to get they don't want to get COVID. These players from Ohio State, they don't want to get hurt. You played football all your life, as far as I know, the rules of football subject you to a certain amount of risk. Yeah, but I'm not gonna undertake it one more time. I'm gonna get hurt. Okay. And the reason often given is, ah, this game is meaningless. It doesn't advance the winner to the college football playoff championship game, so it's meaningless, meaningless, meaningless. Well, is it meaningless? Okay. It might be meaningless to that player because he's already established his value to the NFL. Is it meaningless to his teammates who are trying to build momentum for the next season? Is it meaningless to those fans who invested the money to go out there and watch the game? Is it meaningless to those fans back here who watch the game and care about the game? Is it meaningless to the coaching staff whose futures are tied to the result of the game? Is it meaningless to the university that might be able to, not that they need it, get more sponsorship dollars if the football team does well? See, I would argue that it's not meaningless at all. It's just meaningless to you. And that's where we are in our world right now is we care only about me. Uh, as I've said uh, before in other uh, venues, there is no I in team, but there are two in idiot. 
right? Okay? So if you bail on your responsibility, then to me, that is not meaningless. That is where we are in our society. We are, and I don't mean you and I, I mean collective we, are bailing on our responsibilities because it's an inconvenience for me. And I can turn that inconvenience into a risk or into a threat to justify my own selfish actions. This blinds us to self-awareness. Here's Matthew Dowd, who is a political pundit. He is one of the former conservatives who has now joined the left. He was a strategist for Bush-Cheney in 2004. But now he sees, since the election of Donald Trump, a different America than I see. And here is Matthew Dowd, who I'm, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, that he might be well-intentioned in his hopes for our country. We differ greatly on how those hopes would be manifested from a legislative perspective. But here is Matthew Dowd on MSNBC. I'm going to play it. I'm going to stop it. I'm going to react to it. Talking about how consequential these next few months and years are in front of us as a country. I think it will be too late, depending on what happens in 2022 and 2024. If the Republicans take the Congress back and the Senate in 2022 and we have a presidential election unfolds, then I think we are at the point where our democracy has failed. Okay. If the Republicans get control, if we on the left lose an election, then our democracy has failed according to Matthew Dow. No, actually, if the Republicans get control, that will mean that the will of the people has placed them in control, just like the will of the people now has placed you in control. Hey, wait a second. Didn't Joe Biden speak to this the other day? Just yesterday? Didn't Joe Biden speak to this? Something about elections and results of elections and embracing results of elections and the fact that you can't just embrace an election when your side wins. I know he did. I know he did. And I have so many Biden. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Mr. President, can you set Matthew Dowd straight? To me, the true patriots were the more than 150 Americans who peacefully expressed their vote at the ballot box. The election workers who protected the integrity yeah, of the yeah, vote. Yeah, yeah. Get to it, please. And the heroes who defended this capital. You can't love your country only when you win. Oh, you can't love your country only when you win. Matthew Dowd? Interesting, isn't it? But that's what Matthew Dowd is saying is that if the Republicans win... Because more people vote for them than vote for us, then democracy is dead. Notably, he believes democracy worked perfectly in the election of 2020 that put 50 Democrats in the Senate, kept a meager, slim majority in the House, even though they lost big time in terms of gaining and losing seats. They lost like 25 seats. A democracy worked great there. Why? Because his side won. 
Well, we all are entitled to dispute the outcome of elections. I don't have a problem with that. That's fine. But to say that democracy or our system only works if I win, (laughs) that is the most petulant, self-absorbed, self-centered reaction that a person could have. And I would expect it from a little child on the playground who gets picked last when two sides are choosing teams and they need his ball to play the game, I would expect him to pick up his ball and go home. I would not expect someone who has served at the highest levels of our government as an advisor to the President of the United States to say, well, democracy only works if my side wins. And which is essentially, which is not essentially, what is exactly what he is saying. That it only works if his side wins. I think it will be too late, depending on what happens in 2022 and 2024. If the Republicans take the Congress back and the Senate in 2022 and we have a presidential election unfolds, then I think we are at the point where our democracy has failed. Now, why does he think it'll fail? Because if the Republicans get control, the Republicans will, I presume, not allow ballot harvesting, not allow mail-in voting. They will not enact the legislative agenda of Democrats. Is that a different arrangement than has existed down throughout the entire range of political thought and practice in our country's history? No. No, it is not, Matthew Dowd. So that is a very, very, very foolish statement for him to make. Ah, but it was not the last one made in advance of January the 6th and its anniversary by someone on the left talking about the demons on the right when, in fact, if you analyze the words, it really describes the left to a T. I'll prove it to you next. Hey, do not forget to patronize my friend Mike Lindell at MyPillow. The products I've not talked about in a while, but they uh, I slept great last night, and you will sleep great as well. Uh, MyPillow mattress topper. Uh, I saw a commercial for it the other day, and they were talking about some kind of technology where it now explains why I don't sweat in the night on a mattress topper. Every other one I've ever had, um, you know, they work great, very comfortable, but, you know, they're just kind of a little bit uncomfortable in that you sweat a lot. Uh, not the case with the My Pillow mattress topper, the Giza Dream Sheets, the My Pillow slippers, the My Pillow itself. Uh, deep discounts when you use the promo code Bruce at mypillow.com. Promo code Bruce at mypillow.com. Um, if you know someone who has uh, a wedding coming up, you're starting to get the wedding announcements for June wedding season. Hey, sleep is important. Mypillow.com is a great place to find that wedding gift that nobody will return. Trust me on that. Mypillow.com. Promo code Bruce. Now. I've talked today on the show a lot about the blurring of the lines between inconvenience, risk, and threat. We see it with Omicron. We see it with all kinds of things. We are not just risk-averse. We are inconvenience-averse. Omicron is an inconvenience. To a large degree, COVID has been an inconvenience for most people. Uh, The death toll is huge. I get that. But 
the survival rate is 99.9 something percent. I'm not trying to say it doesn't exist. I'm just saying it's not as big a deal at this point on the calendar as it was before. Likewise, oh, January 6th yesterday, big insurrection, deadly insurrection, anniversary, deadly insurrection. What does this say about our future? Where are we headed? Alarmist rhetoric. And yet when I listened to a lot of the commentating about where we're headed, I thought, if I didn't know who you were and your political affiliation and who were you talking about, I would think you're talking about the people that I'm concerned about going forward in our country. So here's a guy named Tom Nichols. Now, Tom Nichols is mm, theoretically a conservative, although he was a never-Trump conservative. I don't understand never-Trump conservatives. If you're a conservative, you have to be pro-life, okay? Never-Trump meant Hillary, and he told people, vote for Hillary. If you're a Republican, vote for Hillary. Vote for killing babies. Vote for the woman who usurped national security with her own server. Vote for that. That's what Tom Nichols did. Um, but here's Tom Nichols on MSNBC with Joyless Reed. And I want to play this, and I'll probably stop it in the midst of it unfolding, to point out um, the irony, among other things, in Tom Nichols' comments. This culture of narcissism has re- has filled this yawning gaping hole where spirituality used to be for a lot of people. Okay, so far, so good. He's talking about narcissism filling a hole in a lot of people's lives. Yeah, caring about themselves, true. But keep in mind, he's talking about the people who stormed into the Capitol last year. This is who he's talking about. The people who stormed the Capitol. He's saying they are narcissists. He continues that this has become a religion of the self. Um, It has become a search for meaning. A religion of the self and a search for meaning. Hmm. Would that be people who are discovering their authentic self? I'm born a man, but I feel like a woman. My authentic self is I'm a woman. Or I'm a man and I want to cross-dress and I want to talk to little kids in libraries. Drag queen story hour. That's my authentic self. You must respect my authentic self. I'm gay, and I want to be married to another person of my same biology. And you have to not just approve of it, you have to celebrate it, because that's who I am. So he's talking about the people who stormed the Capitol, or is he? Life is supposed to be interesting. It's supposed to be heroic. It's supposed to be fun and ennobling. Um, And the idea that previous generations took pleasure a civic pride, a a pleasure in civic virtue by serving others, by being selfless, by being stoic, by not constantly talking about your sense of grievance and your sense of anger and outrage. That is completely alien to uh, multiple generations now of Americans who are all about um, vocalizing a sense of loss, even though they haven't lost anything. Oh, really? Is it? So he's talking about the people storming the Capitol, the sense of loss, even though they haven't lost anything. Hmm. Have they lost the safety of their communities with record murder totals? Have they lost uh, the end of logic in their lives where uh, they have to be super, super careful 
about innocuous words that they speak um, that could lead to the end of their not just job but career? Political correctness? Is that what he's talking about? No, he's not talking about that. He's talking about people storming the Capitol because, oh, I don't know, they're afraid of their freedoms being taken away. Like maybe one of the freedoms that the people who stormed the Capitol were afraid has been taken away is the veracity of their vote to be represented in the halls of Congress by the people they actually voted for and the president they actually voted for. And there were a lot of irregularities around the election. And I've been guilty of this, too. You know, in my role, I'm trying to always be on guard against programming from the left. And I find myself dropping terms that they use all the time, like gun violence. Guns aren't violent. People are violent with guns. And I said, apparently, the other day, I received an email from one of you that I said, you know, I think I don't think the election was stolen, but I think there were, you know, some examples of irregularities. And the emailer called me to account, and they're right. They said, why would you assume that the few or more than a few discovered irregularities were the end of the irregularities? Why would I assume that? Cheryl Atkinson has a really good piece today on her website, Cheryl, S-H-A-R-Y-L, Atkinson, A-T-T-K-I-S-S-O-N, host of Full Measure News, about what has been proven regarding voter fraud. And again, this is why people stormed the Capitol. Remember the fictitious flood at the Georgia precinct where everybody was going to go home for the night? Oh, except the Democrats who kept counting ballots. Antrim County, Michigan, where Biden initially beat Trump in a landslide by 6,000 votes in a county, in a county. And somebody at the county went, wait a minute, our county voted for Biden? And they went back and they said, oh, oh, user error. Trump actually won the county. A 9,626 vote error in the recount in DeKalb County, Georgia. Almost 10,000 votes. One batch of votes had 10,700 votes for Biden, 13 for Trump. Oh, it wasn't 10,700 votes for Biden. It was 1,000 votes for Biden. And I could go on and on and on and on and on. 8,400 people voted in Nevada who did not meet legal residency requirements. 1.8 million absentee ballots mailed out in Pennsylvania. 2.5 million counted. So that's why people stormed the Capitol. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 